Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. This is Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. And I'm Mark. And today we're going to be talking about Black Widow, in case you couldn't tell by Chris's wonderful background. This stud, this yeah. guy right here. Yeah, he actually <laughs> built, Chris actually Life built gold. that. That's a wax model. You <laughs> <laughs> can and work at Madame Tussauds, to right? The Red Guardian. Yes. I, I was actually thinking how uh, I want Seth to cosplay as him. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Please, please Seth. For the love of God, just cross over. You've been dipping your toes. He has been. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a toe, wasn't it? Cosplay. That was a toe, wasn't it? It's hard to tell what that kilt you wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a really warm thing to wear. <laughs> Perfect for those Russian winters yes. that we currently experience. <laughs> I mean... That you'd be pretending you're in. Right. With Siberia <laughs> on fire, it's unlikely uh, you'd get cool enough to wear that up there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was not expecting him to actually kind of look okay when he came out of the bathroom in that suit. I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, putting it yeah, on. He's he like, that work. He, he hey, stuffed himself if, in there. If they can make super soldiers, they can make super fabric to contain them. Super <laughs> 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 But I mean. Oh, my gosh. It's not like he was being well fed at that prison. This is true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, so spoiler alerts. Let's let's throw that out there at the beginning. Right. Spoiler so if you alerts. haven't seen Black Widow, get out there and uh, and do it. It's in the theaters and it's on Disney Plus. And coincidentally, uh, because it's on in theaters and on Disney Plus, uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, suing Disney, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, her contract did not cover them, uh, did not give her a cut of the streaming profits. She's such so, baloney. I cannot right. believe that they did that to her. Like, uh, I, I can. It comes down to greed a little bit. Yeah. And it comes uh, down to we made an agreement and your agreement did not include, you know, streaming services or whatever. Now... Uh, I don't I don't agree with the fact that they did it, but I could absolutely see that happening. And I don't think she'll be the first or the last uh, that this comes to uh, be a thing. Now, what I'm curious to know about is um, was it only after, uh, you know, earnings reports after the after Black Widow was released that she decided to sue or was this an issue that came up before it was released? Because it's not like like you wouldn't have seen this coming in terms of the earnings and stuff. So I'm curious. how much pull she's going to have to get what she wants. Well, what she deserves, uh, not necessarily what she wants, but, uh, um, you know, it, 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 I, I do struggle with that a little bit. Like, it, it, was it only worth suing after the fact or, 
you know, you knew what was your contract before this was released. So, yeah, but I thought that Disney had also promised her that they wouldn't release it on streaming. Yeah, that's why it took so long to get so released. So, and if that's yeah, and if that's the case, years. then then she's got something worth, uh, you know, maybe that's why the, the suit became a thing. But if they promised it and they went ahead and did it, mm. you know, this this would have, I would have expected this to be a basically showstopper before they even released it because of a pending lawsuit kind of thing. Right. As opposed to they did it knowing that she would just come back and sue them. Because yeah, that, well, that's kind of good luck. Yeah, so the downstream might... effects of the pandemic too. You know, I doubt that Scarlett Johansson was thinking that the movie would be re- released so much longer after mm-hmm. it completed oh. production and all that. Yeah, stuff. this this was supposed to release a year ago or more. Yeah, and and the reason another reason I got pushed up, I guess, is because you have you have the Hawkeye series coming, um, and that's going to have some spoilers for the movie. And, and Hawkeye, I think, is scheduled for later this year. So they had mm-hmm. to they had to re- release Black Widow. Yeah, they're um, not delaying it anymore. Yeah, so they couldn't delay it anymore. And so I just you know I don't know. Who knew what when? Obviously, we know what was in the contract, which was you only get paid for what you know is in the theaters release. Which, by the way, I think is you know her cut that she's already gotten is like twenty million dollars or something like that. So I, I don't have as much sympathy as I probably feel I'd like to have. Uh, but did she get screwed out of what she was rightfully out? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm kind and- of surprised though in this in this day and age that if if a, you're an actor and you're negotiating a contract that you're not considering potential streaming revenue. No. Well, and that was because it just happened before that was a thing as far as yeah, the contract. This was, was before concerned. COVID. This is Yeah. Before. No, yeah, but the I mean contract was pre-COVID. So yeah. I know, but um, I mean streaming's been out there for But it's it, not it, it has been thing. and that's and that's where I have concern that's where that's where I say I don't know who who knew what when because they had to have known that was coming. So with the delays and then the simultaneous release with theaters and streaming, why weren't people going back and renegotiating their contracts? If something was delayed or they even considered it, how did neither party sort this out before it happened as opposed to letting it go to a lawsuit? Because um, I'm thinking- that- No, a lawsuit might be no, cheaper. No one was doing simultaneous release. Everything started in the theater. Movie theaters True, yeah. were a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, of course, but, it wasn't going to be in the contract. Right. Well, no. But, I, well, no. Yeah, I, I know that as far as the contract, but the contract's been in place for such a long time that by the time we got to this point, when we're talking about the release, how did neither party go back and either renegotiate or get this figured out before it even happened? Because you've the got at least a year, year and a half between yeah. when that contract was probably signed and when this happened. So, yeah, because I, in my mind, even you know, five years ago. If you're signing up to do a movie, I understand you're going to get a cut of the theater take, right? Yep. But wouldn't you also negotiate a cut of the ongoing streaming revenue? I mean, there's uh, a lot of actors that are in series get residuals from episodes that that replay over and over again, right? That go into um, reruns. Mm -hmm. And that is the contract. But they're different line items for how much percentages you get on replays versus what you get sure. with premieres. Yeah, and, I suppose. And what also, pisses me off about how this is going to get spun, this is a gamble for her. Because if an actor had released footage of a studio thing on streaming ahead uh, with the simultaneous of a theater release, the studio 
would actually go after them, no problem. Nuke them from so, orbit. Nuke them from orbit, basically ruin them. And the other aspect of this is gonna, but because it's an actor going after a big studio, they're gonna spin it that she's a selfish bitch. And being a woman trying to get what's cut for her, women who do this are generally negative, like the, the backlash tends to be harsher on women in situations like this. And do you I think agree, that's... and she's already been in, uh, uh, I won't say controversial hot water, but she's in and out of the news. She's not always looked at in a positive light. Uh, so I think she is sticking her neck out on the line here. Um, but I think she's doing what she needs to do. I think it's right. Do you well, think in this day also, and age, though, with all the woke stuff going on, that that people are going to take Disney's line on that, that she's being a selfish bitch? Yes. As Yeah, I, I do, unfortunately. Well, she can, always go, she can always go back to doing movies for Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's pretty much the only one who can really bring this lawsuit. She is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, consider the consider the rest of the actors in the movie who probably also are in the same situation. They could all have future work with Marvel Studios and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black Widow's role is now over, so she doesn't have as much to lose as anybody else. No. Hmm. Meanwhile, this this is where we should see. Um, other co-stars that, that have maybe a little bit of pull, you David Harbour, who plays the, the Red Guardian in this, should be, uh, if he hasn't, I, not that I've seen, if he hasn't gone out and said something already in support of her in that, because, uh, you know, potentially it, it was, uh, you know, a thing for him. But I think the last thing I saw was that he didn't know it was going to be a thing either. So and with Rachel Weiss, she's a big actress. She's done yeah. a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't she? Wasn't she in? Or which which actress are you talking? Actor are you talking about? Melina, Rachel Weisz. Oh the yeah, mommy? she was in uh, the, the mummy, mommy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Jesus Christ! I <laughs> don't know actors' names. He only knows the men's names. No, but she's done a lot of like. <laughs> she's done sci-fi. She's done uh, historical fiction, like. Uh, God, I can never remember that Greek woman's name, the great mathematician who ended up unfortunately getting murdered uh, in her oh, own time. Um, Hypatia. Yep, she played that role. I mean, she's she's done interesting, not as big blockbuster, but like really well-known. Like her acting is amazing. Yeah, she's really good. I like her in everything I've seen her in. So let me let me ask this. And because can... Disney said there's hurt feelings, there might not be. This might just be like a corporation. In, in my business, people get sued all the time and it's no hard feelings over it. Right. And so, yeah, to Charles's point, I guess one, one thing I, I'd be curious about is how do we, how do we think that this is going to go? Do you, do you think Disney just like, oh, yeah, our bad, here's a check and be done with it, move on, no hard feelings? Or are there hard feelings and we see maybe, uh, you know, you're dead in the series now, what do we care? You know? Uh- I don't think there's going to be hard feelings because it's a business. Disney is a corporation, but I don't think they want the precedent of paying her out for this. They're, they're a corporation, but there's a uh, there's a brand to protect, right? Yeah, this, Disney's bigger than Marvel, but but mo- there's a Marvel brand <laughs> to protect there. Now, I, I I'm curious is you know we we've already killed your character off. We have one final movie, you know, and then we're done with you. I've already you know, seen there an exec somewhere that, that really just selfish. doesn't care. 
that she's being selfish for COVID, that she's willing to put her fans at risk. That's how Disney mm-hmm. is spending it now. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> like, that's like I think that she should. Uh, it, it should be more. She just gets a cut. Uh, like she yeah. should just be spending it. No, I right. just I, want I agree. what I'm owed be, for the cut of the streaming sales. Right. Yeah, speaking of, up, we we put the money directly into uh, Disney's hands yesterday. Seth and I watched it uh, through the streaming service. So yep. Scarlett, did too. if you watch this, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I did too, and frankly, I think she, like I said, I think she deserves a cut. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, I don't know how it got to this point without neither party talking about it beforehand. Or well, they did. It could have been talking point. about it. It could have been talked about and they told her to get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was. It got to this point because they made the contract beforehand, COVID hits, and they don't have any leverage at this point. Right? They've got their contract. Disney's like, we're, we're delaying the release of your movie. And, you know, they could say, hey, we want any part of the streaming cut. But they're like, we have film bite me (laughs) you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. but i mean now they're up against the release of hot they want to release hawkeye so they're kind of out of time waiting for covid to pass yeah should we uh talk about the movie itself oh yeah no (laughs) so so fun fact mark has only seen like what six of the marvel movies yeah, so often I feel like the stories are a little disjointed, and I think it might be because they're filled with Easter eggs, and I don't know what they are, and they just look like little globules. Just, just references to the past movies, Mark. Yes. It's time right. to well, watch everything Easter eggs in to me. order, Mark. Everything. <laughs> That's what I told him. He he he. By admitting this, he has said that he will be. <laughs> watching all the marvel movies with us starting yeah i'm taking a week of vacation and watching the 70 hours of movies necessary (laughs) (laughs) we're at 100 because then you also have to see wandavision you have to see loki you -hmm. have to see the falcon and the winter soldier okay okay yeah so you know i've got my just gonna retire (laughs) i'm just gonna retire i'll uh i'll be an unpaid retire and watch marvel (laughs) i mean that that sounds pretty good really yeah, uh, maybe you could become a, a Marvel reviewer. <laughs> Start your own <laughs> podcast. Mark's Movie Mayhem. And you just. Oh, my goodness. Mark's Marvel Movie Mayhem. There you go. <laughs> what he doesn't so, know is that I'm. Maybe Mondays. Before <laughs> we start, he's going to have reading homework where I just like bring him a stack of trade paperbacks. <laughs> yes. So, so Mark, what did you say about any of these movies? What'd you think of it? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, it was, it started out strange, right? So the first scene in the movie, it's a flashback, you know, they're, they're going back and seeing, you know, seeing. Uh, like 1980 something or. As a kid. 1995. Yeah. yeah. 1995 in Ohio. And we're like, we're in this scene for a minute before you finally get the context. They're like, oh, okay. All right. This is. <laughs> This is the main character. And of course, the movie is called Black Widow. So you know, but you're like, they don't oh, really uh, say it in the story. And so the like, actress that they got to play her as a child was actually re- had a was really pretty good resemblance. I feel like that yeah. was Mila Jovovich's daughter. And I actually want to look that up real quick because she looked like a young Mila Jovovich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it, it just started uh, a little. Um, a little slow before I kind of got into the context of what's what's going on. And then, um, 
yeah. And then, you know, once it got into it, the action was awesome and uh, all that. But there are some shots that were they were kind of shot. Interestingly, I think some of the CG, uh, it looked like they were, you know, standing in a uh, standing in a green screen yeah, there, <laughs> a couple of times. There, there was some green screen in the last uh, the, some cinematography in the last third of the movie that is should just be inexcusable for a movie that's been in pro post-production for this long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so, like the scenes where they're falling through the air just look so incredibly fake and i'm like come on disney and marvel you're better you are better than this youtube channels can do better than this now mm-hmm. so do you think we're going to see more of her sister i think so i do I mean, we're at least going to see her in hawkeye yeah yeah so is she going to be uh there is a uh, at the end of it. There is a scene that they add in that, that alludes to Hawkeye and and uh, uh, basically her sister is given this uh, tablet that says, "If you want to know who's responsible for her death, because um, obviously she dies in in Avengers Endgame." Yep. Uh, uh, Natasha, that is uh, Black Widow, and uh, um, she gives uh, Natasha's sister. Uh, a photo of uh, Hawkeye, and then that kind of ends ends the movie there. So we, we know that's where that's that's leading next. So I'd expect them to kind of reunite that storyline with the Hawkeye series when that when that comes out. Yeah. So those of us who watched Winter Soldier would recognize mm-hmm. like the lady who came to meet uh, Natasha's sister in the graveyard. We we would recognize her as the. As oh man, names and I say what Valentina? Yeah, Valentina. She was the one who was getting uh, the uh, God the U.S. Patriot setting him up after he uh, kind of blew his shot at being Captain America. Hmm. Think what I didn't. So what I appreciate that. Uh, um, as Mark would call it, you know, an Easter egg that, that has no reference for you. Um, so like, I haven't finished watching, you know, Falcon in, in the Winter, Winter Soldier. So when she shows up, it's kind of like, oh, who is, what's the significance of this person? Um, and that connectedness or whatever is starting to make it hard to kind of just jump in and watch a Marvel movie. Um, right. Because you, those things end up lost on uh, the audience when when somebody shows up and you, you know that person is the actor, but you don't know who they necessarily tie into why this person is important so there's there's less uh impact for the watcher so um i don't don't know if they just need to do a better job of not throwing in just those little hints or Mm -hmm. you really do need to just buckle down and 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 watch all of the marvel content before you get to the next release well and i think it's probably necessary at this point one of the big things starting out the movie uh they kind of threw me off and i was like seth what the hell is why why is Black Widow on the run right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and because it takes place right after Avengers Civil War. Right, but yeah. you, you kind of have to catch up to that as you're watching. You're like, wait, when exactly does this happen? Um, right. and, and they hint to it, like it's it's after this, but it's before um, the next uh, Avengers movie where you see Black Widow with blonde hair. Because they have a scene in there where mm-hmm. she's, she's looking at changing her hair color. I'm like, oh, okay, so that puts it after this, but before this... Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to that point, yeah, you really have to know your your Marvel 
history and timelines to kind of wrap that together. It's 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 great that they're doing it from a this big saga and world building kind of thing, but it's hard for anybody just to jump in and get the significant the significance right. of those scenes. I mean, how many like aside from Mark, like there aren't a lot of people who are watching Black Widow like streaming who aren't connected into the universe. They're not just like, oh well, let's watch this Black Widow movie. I'm sure hey, that's hey, for as many shots as they had of her from behind, there could be plenty of people uh, watching it. This, that, no that's fair. Okay. So well, I, those I, people, we need to talk about that. About the storyline, Black Widow is the only movie where where that would get my attention, and it's blatant. Okay, <laughs> there are shots that are done that are not done in any other movie that are literally to get her chest up or ass down. Okay, <laughs> they're very specific on that, and you yeah. notice it. Yeah, I, I only watched. Film, there's no reason to shoot it at that level. I only watched the movie for her landing. Yeah, <laughs> I like how, how her sister made fun of that landing. Yes. And she, then did. Did it. she did. I enjoyed the fact that they they poked fun at that, and they really they really drove that home. Uh, even to the point where there's a scene uh, near the latter part of the movie where her sister tries the landing, and then just kind of gets up and is like, "Oh, gross." <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I thought they did really well with this. Like, I was a little concerned they were going to dial it in on the dialogue, but I felt the dialogue was very clever and it felt, every piece felt just right. It did. And I, I thought they did a really good job with them as sisters. Um, that felt pretty genuine. The family um, stuff. Between them. Yeah. Especially, yeah. With the, especially with the sister, uh, um, them not always getting along, uh, obviously, when they first reunite and they beat the living piss out of each other. Uh, in the uh, in the home was actually uh, I was surprised I, I expected more blood uh, from that fight than there, than there actually was given that they're throwing themselves through cabinets and the walls right. and the works. Yeah, so. actually, point of uh, point of confusion for me too. They are superhuman then, because like the things that they're falling and hitting and all that stuff. There's no way that like she's got a couple of like bruises on her back. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's from this movie. The the Black Widows are clearly superhuman. Yeah, like, they yeah. They've been like, that hands. wasn't a normal amount of damage taking. That's like throwing her through cement walls, and people don't like the cement doesn't break. People break. Right. <laughs> yeah. So but, yeah, that wasn't something that I knew already. Right. Like I I thought her and Hawkeye were are quote vanilla. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it was supposed yeah. to be. That's Although, what it's supposed to be, step. and this this opened up the door to make it a little bit more like the Black Widows to some extent have either been, uh, you know, genetically, psychologically, you know, insert whatever, enhanced to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're supposed to be vanilla. But Seth, I have seen an image where a tornado is blown well, through a town. Images, a tornado, it could have been Photoshop, but a tornado blew through a town. Mm-hmm. And it blew a piece of hay, a straw. That's common. Halfway through a telephone pole. Well, yes. So if you threw a human hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, we're not saying that the human, it's impossible for the human to go through. But the fact that they're getting up and still carrying a conversation after the fact. Yeah. Okay. Give a human enough sit ups. All right. So that. Yeah, the scene. (laughs) Where they're driving that car and then yeah. it gets 
wrecked and smash, roll. roll, 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 smash, smash down into the subway system. Yeah, and then yes. they just both get out like, well, that was okay. No, well, technically, well, yeah. So they would have had probably a concussion for sure. Her sister technically did get injured. She was an alley. She didn't walk away unscathed, but uh, yeah, there there should have been like ble- bleeding from the head or something. That I are know what... you're just that safe. I want to know what manufacturer car that was because I it was know. a BMW. Yeah, so the cab was still perfectly <laughs> you, Chris, intact. You can see your butts yeah. when you're coming down out of this. <laughs> it's like a BMW X3 or X5 series. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is a safe car. Go ham in that. <laughs> oh, there you go. But I mean, back to the the theme of the movie was kind of family, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think they did a really good job there. Like when they were all back around the dinner table and <laughs> yeah. Natasha's like, we're not family. And uh, Melina's like, sit up straight. Don't slap. I don't slap. <laughs> yeah, they I just don't fell into that. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was yeah. pretty good. I liked those. That and, and that's what I mean. From, from that aspect, um, you know, that, that's part of the internal struggles that the character building that they're doing uh uh as mark mentioned it starts out in 1995 as kind of this this family your typical russian plant in the u.s uh you know to steal secrets in this case from shield and uh you know fast forward to you know they they escape to cuba in the beginning of the movie and 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 uh the kids end up getting taken away for whatever special programs and the family split up and they reunite in this movie and have to deal with those issues as well as uh, taking down the the uh, the main bad guy, uh, I forget his name. Driver. So, yes. Driver. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, and they have to find this place called the Red Room. Did anyone else get the vibe that he was a Russian Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. 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 I, I kind of got that gooey creepiness off of him. And well, we had some lines at the end too, where it's like, you know, it's clear this guy is just like. Creepy. I, I want to see like, yeah. a candid interview um, about the uh, um, the conversation they had where uh, Black Widow is standing in front of him and he is literally in her face just going on this dialogue. And I want to know if that was scripted or whether he just approached her to be that close because that was uncomfortably close even for me just watching it, him having that conversation. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. And I think I think that had to be intentional because, yeah, the you know, just some of the things that he said, you know, about women being the only resource the world has too much of or, or yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the only renewable like, resource. I think they were really playing up that creepy, hateful, yeah. you know, guy sits alone in his floating castle <laughs> you know, situation. Not alone, unfortunately, slaves. the way you see Melina winch every time he comes near her or touches her. Well, that yeah. was that wasn't Melina though. That was oh. uh, Oh, that's right. That was Scarlet. Yeah, it was, maybe that's yeah. how he knew it was her. Is because she did winch. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, she yeah. like that. I wanted to talk about that scene because that was clearly also still her playing him, though. That was a great callback to Avengers. Remember where she got Loki to reveal his plan. Well, also from her introduction in Avengers, where she's like tied to the chair, getting the shit. Oh yeah! Her. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And, she did. Uh, yeah, that's right. Phone, or uh, yep. Not Nick. He's Fury. about to spill everything. I wasn't about to spill. It. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. 
She's like, <laughs> yeah, and then she played Loki, and that was a great callback to that scene. It's just like, oh, thanks for cooperating so much, except you just weren't strong enough. Wham! Breaks her, <laughs> breaks her own nose. That was hard. Yeah, that, that was pretty good, and I, I like how when she starts laughing, so he starts to he starts to beat her down, and she's just kind of got this smirk on her face, like you are so weak. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, and, and at, initially I didn't understand what she was going to. Obviously, they, they alluded to she's trying to break the break her nose and, and sever the the the, yeah, uh, the nerve. Her sense yeah. of smell there, uh, because uh, in in the movie she tries to attack him and she can't because he's got some. Uh, they're they're programmed um, that when they smell his pheromones, uh, they, they also can't gross, him. gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, she's got to break her nose. So she starts taking a beating with her face. She's not really blocking him at all. And the whole time I'm like, what is she doing? Uh, and then later it becomes clear she's trying to she's trying to have him bust her nose up. And uh, yeah, so she ends up having to do it herself, and I don't know that I could do that, honestly. Even I liked the uh, I like the symbolism of that though too, right? Where she's taking the best that he can give, and and she's stronger than that, right? Yeah. Well, if you're just like we've seen that. her. <laughs> we've seen her in three car accidents in this movie, uh, get thrown into and through walls, take hits that send her flying for twenty to thirty feet or more, and there's this old kind of dumpy guy who's going to punch her in the face a couple times. Of course she's not feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, and here's you know. where I'll say the movie, I'm glad there was some more equality in filming for this for a more mainstream. Let's be honest. A lot of people get really uncomfortable when women are hit. Yeah. And I appreciate that this was an action movie, a family action movie, that was not afraid to put women in more danger than you normally see in action family movies for with women as the leads. Well, they, they're the action heroes, so yeah. I know, but it doesn't <laughs> know, matter. Like you never saw about. Wonder Woman get smashed in the face like that in the the seventies TV show, mm. or um, I mean, you think of about uh, Angelina oh. Jolie though as Tomb Raider. I thought she took a lot of hits and. But, this is very visceral, though. Like this one, it yeah. was like Seth and I, when we were watching, we were commenting on it. We're like, "This is this is like violence." Yeah, it was <laughs> violent. you were commenting on that because yeah. you're you're all soft and weak. How yeah, I, I haven't been desensitized <laughs> to Marvel's uh, super violence yet. <laughs> give give me seventy hours and uh, <laughs> in a red bull I, and I'll uh, yeah, <laughs> back it, hardened. <laughs> and kind of to something I said earlier, that's where I kind of expected a bloodier movie. Yeah. Uh, they did keep it nice and tidy. And I don't I don't know if I'm trying they, to think of other examples, but I don't think Marvel ends up being all that bloody. They so, went a little bit too far in removing the blood, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. in that in one of the first scenes where uh, where Yelena is. Uh, is hunting down that other the widow who's got the the special gas whatnot yes. yeah stabs her in the stomach twists twist the knife and, it it again. and there's like no blood on the knife and yeah. she's like laying on the ground and there's no blood there should have been a gigantic pool of blood and intestines hanging half out <laughs> yeah that you know that was yeah. a quentin tarantino movie <laughs> yeah that was that was a bloody way to kill somebody without a drop of blood 
Yeah. Like I, that was That takes some skill. That was Hercules the TV show level of violence without actual violence on the TV. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but well, speed round, what did you like yeah. about the movie and <clears throat> why should people see it or not see it? All right, I'll start. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good entertainment. Um, I like uh, seeing the history of characters, where they come from, and and kind of what brought them to where they are today. And I think this movie did a great job of uh, of portraying that, and also that that sense of family. And um, I loved uh, the Red uh, Avenger. Uh, I love that that guy that the actor that plays the Red Guardian, Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Sorry. Um, I love the actor that plays that. Uh, he's also in uh, Stranger <clears throat> Things. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that come back here soon uh, for the fourth, I think, and final season. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's great in everything I see him in. So I liked it. Um, I like uh, Scarlett Johansson. I thought it was a good movie. All the, all the actors in it were good. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, my favorite character out of there was the red uh Guardian. Uh, Guardian and uh ultimately uh you know watch it for the scene where he has to squeeze into the suit that <laughs> comes out there puts his the hand on the wall is like yeah yeah what do you think still fits um <laughs> but obviously he... Milena's still into it yeah yes. yeah and so yeah and Natasha, <laughs> Natasha and his sister at the table like you don't don't talk like that please um the the dialogue between a family is what did it for me uh in the movie just because of the the conflict and the bickering back and forth uh was pretty funny uh regardless of all the action that was going on around them so i enjoyed that quite a bit um it was very much a a family reunites to take down the bad guy movie uh regardless of how they want to kind of paint that picture so um but yeah i I really enjoyed it it was a you know eight out of ten for me you know i it would have scored higher I, i was hoping for more in the end right um, you get Natasha's big fight with the uh, um, this half cyborg uh, daughter of somebody that she Ask thought she Master. killed. Yes, yeah. um, she thinks she killed that person and did not. Um, and I thought it was kind of underwhelming of a final battle there. So, um, Seth, to your point, they're falling through the sky. I was thinking, ooh, maybe a sky battle, as ridiculous as that would have been, you know. Um, and then they, they get to the ground and it's just kind of an underwhelming final fight there. So, um, but other than that, I, I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good send off for uh, Natasha Romanov's character. Just kind of a final farewell. Because I, a deserving think... one. Yeah. yeah. And she deserves that money. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Marvel's over- overdue for a, uh, a female-led movie and uh, I thought this was pretty good uh, it was entertaining the punch and I'm a little disappointed in them for that say what they let DC beat them to the punch and I'm a little disappointed mm. in them for that yeah nobody like in, in the uh, in the game of comic book m- movies Marvel's still winning they should yeah. they should have beat Marvel or DC to this punch Mm-hmm. Okay. Charles, what do you think? Well, this wasn't the first one. What am I talking about? The, like uh, Captain Marvel was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Am I forgetting about Captain Marvel? Anyway, aside from that, there were some, there was some cinematography there that was just underbaked for like someone should have fixed this, fixed that cinematography. Mm-hmm. Okay, Charles. 
No, it was a good movie. It was. It was. I saw it at the theater. Nice. The theater. At the theater. Yes. Theater. Oh, okay. Yes. Good. Um, which, which is why I had the sniffles the last season, right? The last episode. Um, oh, no. Probably. <laughs> Picked up something in the theater. Yeah, I won't name the theater. No, it was fun. It, I, I, matter of fact, I, I think I like this movie for the most part. Um, this is I'd rank this higher than some of the other Marvel films. I've there have been a couple I've sat through that I feel like I've had to sit through. And this didn't feel, <laughs> I mean, you know, this didn't feel this this this, this felt um, fun uh, uh, to me a little. Actually, it's a little heavy on the identity crisis, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but you know that's part of the character, I guess. But, um, but no, it was fun. It was fun. It was worth seeing. It was. It was a nice. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a permanent go back to the movies, but it was a nice pretend to go back to the movies with. Okay, great, Jenna. Oh, definitely loved it. She's one of my favorite characters because she's fun and independent and thinks for herself. And like, she's the one who tries to stay in the background so people uh give her less credit or what's the term um gives her uh thinks she's less of a threat than she really is oh Mm -hmm. um and she plays that up and i i love how we finally got to see her in her full glory on its own how clever like she does not need anyone to save her right and and i what i do think is even though they're closing her out like with her sister, with the Red Guardian, we've got some new potentially awesome characters that are gonna maybe come back to the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, Mark. Yeah. Well, for me, I, <clears throat> you know, I, I enjoyed the family part of it. I thought that was really cool. I like the message of it overall to this this group of people that are enslaved by somebody from birth. And then as soon as they're out of the chemical control, they're like, F this guy, we're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, and the fact that even through all of that, you could tell that the widows were kind of forming uh, like interpersonal bonds, right? Mm-hmm. Like where right. they would have that inclination to stop hurting each other as soon mm-hmm. as they're not under the influence of this medication or whatever it is right. and so i don't know i thought the movie overall the action was kind of shot weird but I, I tend to feel that way about movies so it might just be me um i like to be able to follow the action right where like you're not in one building one place and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of guys in another it's place for yeah and it's like i'd like to see someone run into that uh, <laughs> you know like a single shot from you know they're in this guy's office to over here instead of like jumping to five different scenes mm-hmm. and doing that. And so it might just be how I see action, but overall the movie was good. I'd, I'd give it, you know, if we're doing out of 10, I'd say seven out of 10 and nice. well worth the watch. I'd say cool. eight out of 10. I didn't give my rating. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, thank you all for watching. hope you enjoyed the episode. I know we enjoyed all watching the movie. So check it. We encourage you to check it out and check us out um, on galacticdriftwood.space where you'll find um, a lot of our other podcasts and you may find something of interest there in the past. Um, You can also check out our partner podcast groups on sinnation.net. And uh, what's that? We are part of the Synergy Nation Network. We are. So check us out there as well and check out our other podcasters. We got uh, quite a variety of podcasts on there. Yeah. So it's not all mm-hmm. sci-fi. 
Um, we've got the weekly geekly. We've got the Russian leg sweep, which is a uh, res- wrestling podcast. Uh, Go RPGs, which is RPGs, get yeah. role playing games. Good friend Benito. Yep. Um, show. Yeah. So anyway, check us out, and uh, we'll hope to see you again uh, for our next show. So take care. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.